Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey Neat, spirited conversations with interesting people. I'm your host, Christopher Hart. Uh, This week's episode brought to you by McAllen. I will tell you that we sit down with the guy that has been helping me put the show together since the very beginning, Brandon Strange, Culture Maps, what's his title? (laughs) VP, Vice President of Digital. Uh, Brandon Strange is a long-time uh, believer in me, longtime helper, formator of this show. Brandon is actually a longtime fan of the WWE. That is correct. Today we are joined by our first major celebrity that is WWE superstar Aiden English, otherwise known as Matt Raywalt, who is a huge, huge whiskey nerd. Matt uh, runs the Instagram page Wrestling with Whiskey, as well as the YouTube channel Wrestling with Whiskey, as well as the Facebook page. Wrestling with Whiskey, and he's here today to talk whiskey. Now, someone reached out to me a few months ago. Actually, it was in January. I I distinctly remember early January, maybe January 11th, 12th, somewhere in there, and said, hey, I met Aiden English tonight. He is a huge whiskey nerd. You need to talk to him. And I thought, okay, another celebrity who says they're a whiskey nerd. I went to his page. And it was very apparent that he's privy to, for those of you who are Facebook whiskey nerds, privy to the secondary market, privy to like really good bottles that are universally loved. I thought, okay, there's actually something here. So I reached out to Matt and he he couldn't have been a nicer guy and he's extremely knowledgeable. So I invited him on the show while he's in town in Houston and for anyone wondering, wasn't he just on Bourbon Pursuit? That's right. Bourbon Pursuit just had him on. I had no idea that he was coming on. But I invited him on the show, and he was here this weekend, so he came on. Definitely check out the episode of Bourbon Pursuit. And I kind of had to like angle the episode differently a little bit because I didn't want it to be like this word-for-word remake of Bourbon Pursuit. One, it's a better show. It's a better podcast. It, they had the original interview, and they had freaking Fred Minnick and Kenny Coleman on it. So I thought, okay, what am I going to do differently? Uh, so I had him on, and we 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 drank more than anything, uh, a little bit of everything. So uh, incredibly nice guy. We talked a little bit about his his background and, and his day job working in, in wrestling. Um, I will tell you unequivocally. This is probably the most fun I've had in an interview in quite some time. Uh, it goes for two hours. It's a two-hour interview. And the radio portion and Facebook portion is only an hour, and we were going to just do one segment. But we ended up just talking nonstop with Brandon and Matt, and it was more fun for me than anyone else. I don't care if it's garbage to listen to. It was a blast. I enjoyed it. So... Not to to trail on too long. McAllen sponsored the episode. We talked a lot about McAllen. Uh, E.P. Carrillo Cigars, they sponsor the show. Stogies in Houston, they sponsor the show. This episode was brought to you by those core sponsors, and I could not be more thankful for them. We had a great time, and I think it's worth a listen. So without further ado... Yeah. <laughs> 
Matt Raywalt, WWE superstar Matt Raywalt, and Brandon Strange from Culture Map. Cheers. So what we'll start with and what I'm eager to start with is, is this right here. So um, <clears throat> if, if you have any time in whiskey, you've, you've heard uh, a stigma with Texas whiskeys in general. They're not, they're not great. They're mm-hmm. all, they're learning. They're uh, um, young, hot, corn heavy. Sure. You know, there's one distillery here locally in Houston. But that, they're growing. Oh, like I mean, there it's what it's probably. I think it's second or third, or the, something outside of Kentucky. It's I'm, Kentucky, Mo- Tennessee, Indiana. Or like it's Texas and Colorado after those. After those, I think you're right. The triumvirate there, There's, from what I understand. Or excuse me, Texas and Wyoming. Somebody said is really a number of distilleries making whiskey and stuff. See, I, I'm with you at the top. You know, Kentucky, Indiana, and then once you get to Texas, everything past that I forget about. Um, the, they've all been trying to solve the, the problems that, you know, anytime a state becomes a whiskey scene, you've got to develop, you've got to work around climate and heat mm-hmm. and, and barrels and this, this, and that. And so there's a distillery here in Houston that's developed a cult following called Whitmire's. Now you mentioned in your episode with Bourbon Pursuit that you visited the Blind Pig and mm-hmm. made a big impression on you. Uh, shout out to Nathan and the Blind Pig. They did, a. uh. Additionally, they did a barrel pick of Whitmire's single malt. So oh, okay. Th- th- it's young, straight bourbon, but it's grain to glass. And we convinced them after much begging to give us a, a goddamn barrel of it. Uh, <laughs> he, w- he wouldn't do it for the longest time. And now Travis and his brother, uh, I-, I think, in my opinion, not to kind of taint your perception before nope. you even taste it, I think it's the best uh, whiskey uh, Texas whiskey being made currently. Ooh, okay. So uh, bold no, statement. In bold statement. No pressure. <laughs> so here, I'll give you this. I'm a big Whitmire's fan, just by the way. They're Space City vodkas. You know what? It's, I'm, we're supposed Obviously. to do much smaller pours. I apologize. <laughs> I got a little it's all right. Because we try to taste mm. through quite a bit. There you go. So grain to glass. They so they do. They have their own farm. They have their own. Well, all their own so deal, I guess grain to glass isn't defined. Uh, let me grain to glass meaning they distill mash. That you know they balconies. They don't have their own farm, but they they're grain to glass. They they yeah. they're, they distill the product. They don't source the product. Right, right, right. Uh, so Widmars does have a source product. They're still very young, but they do do a couple of mash runs a year, and this is their this is their first barrel pick that they've ever done. Okay. So to me, on the nose, it smells like a Kentucky Profile bourbon a little bit. Yeah, the young. Smell the corn. I like the nose for the longest time. What comes out of Texas? That's the closest thing I've been saying for a long time. That now the finish, it's definitely a little hot. It's young, but um, the color for what? Do we know an age at all? Uh, or approximate? Yeah, so in, in this case, it's exactly two years. I okay, believe it's it's a pretty good color for two years too. Well, they use 30-gallon barrels. Oh, okay. 27 months. My apologies. Okay. <coughs> 27 months. We did this pick a year and a half ago. Do you have a question? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see many two-and-a-half-plus-year-old grain-to-glass whiskeys in Texas. I mean, Balcones does them. Um, TX started doing them. Uh, it, I'm just excited to see uh, Texas develop mm. the way that it has. So it's again. It, I've had a lot of really bad 
Texas whiskey. Yeah. Uh, but cast strength, uh, Whitmire's at two years old. Kind of reminds me of how great what is, New what is, the is proof at four years. On that. 111? Okay. Say 56, 56 or 56, something? No, 57. Okay. So 114. Yeah, it's a little hot. It is a little hot, but like not, not bad for a young – I just had a – uh, I won't name names, uh, but I did have a, a two-year bourbon from Illinois. Um, I will say it's not Blom Brothers. Uh, I did see your I review do, on Blom. I do love yeah. – I'm a very big fan of their product, but it was another one. And man, was it thin. It was hot. It was – it was Thin one, and hot. Yeah. <laughs> Normally good things in most uh, most aspects of society, but uh, – <laughs> No, not, that wasn't a, a woman reference. Yeah, no. I just meant oh. typically uh, hot is indicative of a less watered-down product in which thin is indicative of a more watered-down product. True. So, but when I – sometimes when I when I think of uh, – when I think of hot, sometimes it, it, I, I always associate it – not always, but often with young products because a lot of that alcohol burn hasn't mellowed out yet with the, with the age and everything. So for me, like – it's like hot without the spice. It's just it, – it's not necessarily a proof a youth, thing. It's just I, it's an ethanol thing. It's an astringent thing. I call it a youthful bite on, yes. on a lot of uh, yes. young scotch. Yeah, um, different than like a Booker's bite. Sure. Just being, yeah, yeah. No, Booker's – I mean it's, it is young. It's like six years, seven years. Uh, but it doesn't have a youthful bite. It has a straight up, mm-hmm. you know, 140 pro, like a, a ridiculous high proof no bite. Kidding. <clears throat> No, that's nice. I get a lot of chocolate. It's uh, yeah. They're they're the closest to, to solving the Texas whiskey conundrum. Um, that's not yeah. That's nice for two years, in my opinion. I'm very impressed with that. And I actually so I brought a few things. You mentioned Blonde Brothers. I'll mention New Rift. These are the two brands that I've been mm-hmm. trying to get to Texas for a while. The problem is, is they just simply are in so high demand. They don't have a stock to enter a whole new market like yeah. Texas. I mean, when we brought MB Roland to Texas, they immediately bought up everything that the distillery had. So I would imagine if, if a Texas distributor picked them up, New Riff would, would be crippled. Yeah, right? probably. You're just bringing everything they could. At and you're about to do point. a pick with them, right? Yep, we're doing a pick with them uh, next month. Who's we? Um, couple of, so a friend of mine from work, uh, Greg Hamilton, one of our announcers, he, uh, he's from Cincinnati. And he actually just moved back there. And so he's kind of in touch with uh, the local um, – it's a group called like City Beat. They do like lifestyle reporting and like food, drink, um, nightlife, things like that. And so it's kind of like the culture. It's the like, culture map of – Yeah, more or less. It's like you know they do – they have like a website and a magazine and blogs and stuff like that. But he's in touch with them and uh, they were talking about doing one. And uh, he's like, would you want to jump in on that with us? I was like – Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I've yet to go on a barrel pick yet. I mean, really? I haven't even just hung out on one with somebody else, like with a, a store or another group. Um, and so he was like, Yeah, he's like, I talked to the guys, like, he saw your like page, he's like, we're gonna call it the wrestling with whiskey pick. Nice, and I'm like, That's awesome. So, yeah. I'm, uh, I was really, really excited. And I'm kind of excited about that too, especially because, um, because they are new and they're they're kind of a new, exciting like craft uh distillery on the rise. So, like, for the for my first pick, as fun as it would be to go to Buffalo Trace or to Jim Beam or something like that, that a lot of people have done picks. I like kind of trying out someone new, someone who's on the rise or whatever, like sure. uh, supporting and uh, being kind of a part of that. Part of it new at the early stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. Well, I've always been a big fan of them. Obviously, 
before they started distilling their own, they had the OKI brand. Yes. And that's that was universally loved. Um, it's young. Uh, I've heard some people criticize uh, the youth. They get a lot more on the youthful bite from them. But I think that's like phenomenal four-year-old Kentucky bourbon. I, yeah. I do not um, – I didn't – I just literally had – I have the regular bottle and bond and then I have a – not like a – Store pick single barrel, but one of their like single barrel just releases that they sure. put out shelf items. Yeah, um, and both of them, I thought even the higher proof wasn't bad. Like it was same thing. It didn't have that bite as much as you think it was. Plus, I think f- a lot of people have a bit of an a chip age. on their shoulder, <laughs> like or like, when it comes to age. Yeah, like an ageism thing about. <laughs> Now, and I get one, like people try to put out a year and a half, sometimes two, but like even this is defying that. And I'm like, when that hit that bottle and bond mark, that four year mark, like it's, you can, depending on how you do it, you can have some really good stuff. Like it doesn't, I've, somebody just put it on uh, my page actually. I, uh, cause I just picked up the Willet six year of their own distillate. Sure. And I haven't tried it yet. And uh, somebody had commented that, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm wary of this, like, I don't care what it is. No four to six years is going to stand up to a ten year, like any across the board. And I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. silly. I'm I like, mean, often that is the case, and w- especially when you get into that ten to twelve years, that's just such a prime age. But I've had some four years that are better than some eight years. I'll tell agreed. you that much. Yeah. So like, I think, but also that price is. If you're going to talk about anything, that's stupid. The, I, I love Willet, but they're 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 kind of. I don't want to say jump the shark. Their their distill is great. I'm 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 happy with it. Uh, but you, I, I realize that as things become popular, obviously as the the entire culture around pricing has has developed, yeah, um, things are going to increase. But will it is so above and beyond? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that it, that it's a bit. And I I think. You know, I think I think they're great. Uh, yeah. Except except that price for that six year old, or you know, yeah, it's a bit frustrating. And I think it's like. Unless it was all a strategy. Like, I mean, they had their heavily aged source barrels and oh, everything like that. Which legendary, yeah. Legendary and go for, you know, thousands on secondary and even God only knows what for retail. And, and it almost set them up. It's like, well, even though our own stuff is only a couple, like they almost, it's like you have to. Correct. Like, we can't put this out for 30 bucks. Sure. Even though maybe they should in theory. They're, they're, I, but, 30, I would think, is is, is, is low. I would, yes. I'll give you that. but. But they are definitely riding the coattails of their older sourced barrels, right? And that that's and that's really what it is: is you're really paying for that shape, that bottle shape, right? And that the William, William family William, estate yeah. sticker and everything like that. It makes it, should they have put a different label on when they started? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, business wise, no. <laughs> business wise, they're making the right call. They're, yeah. they're definitely gotten all the money they need to to grow. 100%. You know what they need to do? Have you been to Willet yet? No. So. And it, it feels like I'm bashing the brand. I'm not trying to. No, bash no, the brand. no, no, no. But but when we went there, uh, I've been there a few times. They're, they're spending a lot of money on developing the gift shop and these and this where the uh, where they distill at is this like very nice, uh, not Victorian, but that old world stone building, you know. But then the rick houses themselves are completely rusted out and kind of falling apart, you know. So it's all about so, the tourism. Kind well, of. I, I think I think they should. If they're gonna be charging these premiums, these crazy prices, like releasing a, a, a what was it? I think last year was a the first one that was that made everyone's jaw drop was like a twenty seven year old for three grand or something. Mm. Uh, you know, 
maybe at least paint the rickhouses black like Baker's <laughs> does, and they can't see the rust. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but but they're 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 making good distillate. They're mm-hmm. making a good product. There's no complaint with the actual taste. And and I'm a and I'm a huge fan. And I've been begging for a barrel for a long time. So I'm, I probably shot myself in the foot this episode. But uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, I, I, Brandon here. We haven't. I know the introductions will be at the beginning, but Brandon here is actually a huge uh, wrestling guy. Okay. So yeah. I, I got my start in wrestling uh, or sports entertainment would be the proper term. Either or, it's it's interchangeable. I'm okay with that. Uh, what, I grew up with it. You know the the Hulk Hogan area uh, era, and then. I probably around 2005 is when I kind of went off to college. And sure, kinda, you and I are the same age, actually. Okay. So uh, 31. I'm actually a month older than you. So, okay. So uh, uh, respect your, my yes, authority. please, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, 2005 was around the era that I kind of got out of it a little bit. But you know, of course, like I said, every age, every person. It's I think I, I learned. I don't know any males at all regardless of age that didn't have an era of, yeah of, something of somewhere some tie to to wrestling right so or or what was your introduction to it? what, what who, where dude, do you first remember watching I, wrestling i'll tell you what it is so my mom bought my first luggage ever first set of luggage was uh hulk hogan luggage i was like really? five years old and uh it was that blue with the the hot yellow uh, kind of, and then Hulk Hogan was on the front. It was it was when he had his TV show in Hawaii where he was. On oh, the uh, you remember what Thunder, it was Thunder in Paradise? Thunder in Paradise. Man, and listen, that was my introduction. That show was awesome. <laughs> that was my introduction. I love that and it, show. And it kind of peaked in junior high, early two thousands. I okay. remember. Uh, it was an obsession of everyone in sixth and seventh grade. Everybody couldn't stop talking mm-hmm. about mankind yep. and the puppet yeah. and and you know the big show like yeah. that. To me, that was like my mm-hmm. era of like hey the day, rock. Of but right, oh when yeah. The, yeah, when the rock went from being the bad guy, Austin, to the great guy yeah. to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, uh, King, Goldberg. This, yeah, uh, uh, I, I specifically. You know, in your for those who don't know, you're married into royalty a little bit in the in the sure. in the realm of wrestling. Eddie Guerrero, that again, that was my era. Mm-hmm. Uh, him riding the lowrider out to the to the ring, uh, the John Cena age. Well, John Cena still, I mean, he's yeah. still yeah. huge, but <laughs> he, dude, he looks exactly the same. But the Kurt Angle age, right? So yeah. you know, I absolutely. Mean, that early 2000s was like my my golden zone. Yeah. How absolutely. long have you been in it? Um, I mean, right around the same time. I'm a little older though. I'm 38. So, okay. uh, but Gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but same. same but he deal. looks younger than both of us. Oh, I know. I know. Damn you. His, uh, his hair alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, I didn't want him on the show today because I was like, oh, you gotta make me look horrible. Uh, I same thing, same story. Uh, high school, I kept hearing about. Uh, I mean, I'd I'd watched, I'd seen Macho Man and Hogan when I was a kid, and that stuff really didn't draw me in. It was the Attitude Era that sure. really drew me in. Triple I, H was a huge. Oh part. yeah, he, absolutely. He looks, even to this day, like my namesake, my uncle Dwayne. Is that right? And uh, yeah, my uncle Dwayne, when I was growing up, was this. He was huge. And his and his skin spent a lot of time in the sun. Sure. And, oh yeah. And he looked like Triple H. I couldn't get over it. And so there was like this attachment to Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. to Triple H, like that era of just yes, like absolutely uh, 
familiarity, you know? Yeah. There are entire YouTube channels that still exist on nothing but clips from that era. Oh, of course. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I mean there's, Absolutely. There's such a heavy nostalgia towards that era. And uh, I, I think that, you know, while, you know, some fans have, you know, as, as you have kind of, you know, uh, gone away from it and, and evolved away from the product, there are still plenty of fans that are in their, you know, 30s and 40s, you know, like me, sure. that uh, still have an affinity towards it because it was such uh, a, a big thing within their developmental years. You know I mean? It was, it was such a part of, right. of, of your formative up. years. Yeah, 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 form, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Dude, when know, Brock Lesnar, when Goldberg speared Brock Lesnar and Eddie Guerrero took the championship from him in 2004, Four. Yep. you remember that. Wow. You've got it. You've got it. Well, yeah, this I'm, is absolutely. literally yes. like my job. Yeah, right. Although you'd be surprised yeah. at how many people don't. Well, well then, yeah. so Joe Rogan, you know, I've always remarked, if you've ever watched Joe Rogan's podcast, mm -hmm. he, he has an incredible memory for specific fights. But I would imagine that you being in it so much that you would – you have to forget some stuff, right? I mean, so I've found a lot of the guys who've been in it forever. You you ask them, you ask the guys who've been there for twenty years. Hey, like, man, like something from my you. Like, do you remember like Monday Night Raw when you wrestled this guy in like in ninety eight or whatever? Like, no, man. Like, even <laughs> if it was like a huge match, they'd be like. You talking about if the guys were who's been in it forever, longer yeah. than twenty years? Yeah, yeah. Guy, or you just ask anybody who's been in probably more anything more sure. than fifteen. You ask them about any specific match. They don't remember. It's like I don't know, man. Like there's been so many because like, they do. Me, I don't know. I'm thankful right now. I'm I'm so like I'm pretty good. I can at least down to like the month sure. and like and week kind of thing. Like I can remember most of my matches where I've been, what I've done, but I've only been doing this grand total from very, very beginning to now, like seven years, so, seven years. Yeah. So you switched to commentating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so what's that like? That's, I mean, it's, it's actually a lot of fun, a lot harder than I think people understand. There's a lot more to it than, uh, just sitting in front of, you know, in front of a monitor and talking. Sure. Um, but your body's got to appreciate the break, right? Oh, 100%. And I mean, it was a thing. It was just like, uh, it wasn't a lot of people were like, why did they switch you? They put you like, they didn't like force me here. But like, literally, it was a couple people from the team just like, hey, we think you'd be good at this. Do you want to try it? And it was, so just, it was, it was your choice. Yeah, it was posed to me. He's like, you can tell me no, but it was like, do you want to try this? We think you'd be good at it. And I'm like, I'm a person, I think you're a fool to turn away like opportunity. Any opportunity. Yeah. yeah, it's in front of you. If someone's asking you, hey, I think yeah. you'd, you'd be, be good, good at something. this. Yeah, yeah. Give it a try. They're not telling you I can't wrestle and all this stuff. Direct, but we just think you could try this in the meantime. So I said, absolutely. And uh, it's actually been going really well. I've taken to it faster than I thought I would, which is uh, really nice and rewarding. But it is uh, it's a lot more than people think. You have, you have people in your ear um, not even telling you what to say. That's not so much. It's, it's producers telling you, all right, replay is going to be coming in three. Too. Sure. So then you have to switch your attention or there's going to be a it's sponsor. Color, it's color commentary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're really kind of commenting on everything that's happening as it's happening while at the same time they're just chirping yep. in your ears. and Yeah, and they're letting you know like, hey, we're going to do a replay here. They're, you know, graphics going to come on the stage. We're going to go cut to an interview. Like, so you have to know where to cut in, when to cut out. Um, you don't want to step on each other. There's three of us in that booth. You don't want to step on each other too much. You don't want to step on ring announcements, covers. You know, you want to make sure you call those. And, you know, sometimes you have to interrupt. You're in the middle of a story and you have to stop and call whatever's happening. And uh, it's just there's a lot more moving parts than people – truly understand sure and uh it's kind of it's a fun challenge which is very different from the wrestling aspect does it and, and you know i hope this doesn't get worded the wrong way but i'm a few drinks in so bear with <laughs> me um d does it 
does it give you more peace of mind? Does it feel like a more stable thing? Because the with the the storylines where you're like the bad guy, and then you're you're friends with this person, then you're not friends with that person, and then it's like this constant changing thing to kind of keep things exciting and mm-hmm. and the drama going. I mean, your your name on on Twitter and Instagram or Instagram at least, uh, yeah, is and drama Twitter. King. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do, do you do you like the stability of the whole thing? Or just does it feel more permanent? Kind of, it's different. And it, but I mean that there's an aspect of it. There's an idea of so as a performer, life is very roller coastery, and it can right. be. You know, it's up and down. Some you're you know you're on every show and you know the top of the card for six eight months, and then you kind of rotate out because we have so many people. Sure. And it's a great it's a great problem to have. There's so much talent. Uh, on our roster now, you so it's keep, like keep the popularity thing. Yeah, and you got to cycle people in and out. Sure. You know, uh, outside of your your perennials, your John Cena's, your Randy Orton's, guys who are just they're been in so long, they're just yeah. they're they're set. Yeah, but we got to cycle other people. We got to build some new guys. So sometimes you have to you know take someone we don't see him for a little bit, and, and so some it can be frustrating and it can be it's tough. Why am I not? Does it catch you off guard? Like, do you know it coming? Like, do you sometimes? Know? Yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's you know you're aware that hey you know. Uh, you know, after this, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be going with this guy for a sure. while. We're going to like, you know, sometimes it, it'll catch it because plans change. Right. It's like, shoot, sorry, we were going to do this yeah, that and then on, this happens. That happens on TV all the time. Literally. Where, where they, something happens, they've got to like kill someone off or write something out. You got to adjust. It, we, and we we are live every single week, two shows in a row. So it's like things are always flying by the seat of, seat of your pants. So um, so that it's it's exciting. And it's super fun to be part of all that. So, like, I love that part of it. But now on this side of it, I also do like the idea of every week I know what I'm doing. I know how yeah. I'm contributing. You know, it's like I know that I, I'm I'm not wondering, what am I doing this week? What am I? It's okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to meet with the other guys. We're going to figure out what the show is tonight. We're going to talk about what we're going to highlight. And then I'm going to go out there and do it. Well, and to be honest, color commentary is the better commentary. Like, you've got – you know, the, I forget the other name. There's color commentary, play by play, and play by play. Not to bring up Joe Rogan again, but <laughs> when you're watching UFC, yeah. the person who knows what he's looking at and 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 has lived the, I mean, you've mm-hmm. lived the life for so long. Uh, it, it's more genuine. It, it means more to to watch. I mean, it's like doing. We we talked. I think we may have talked about this before we got on air. Is when I when I kind of scoped your Instagram out. You, you came across as someone who's genuinely into whiskey the mm-hmm. way that most nerds are into whiskey, whereas there's a lot of people who say they like whiskey, but they're 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 not to – I love Jack Daniels barrel strength. I'm not trying to sling butt at Jack Daniels. But <laughs> when someone's like, oh, I love whiskey, and they're like, my favorite bourbon is, and then it's something that's not bourbon or something. Yeah, oh, you know? yeah. Uh, or, 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 or whatever the case might be. I scoped your page out. I was like, oh, my God, he's he's one of us. Like, <laughs> like I could have a conversation with him about New Riff or about these new things. And I saw your thing on Blonde Brothers. I was like, yeah, yeah, Blonde Brothers is, is – the it's the tits right now. Yeah. Everybody loves Blonde Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to get them to reply to your email. I, I keep bringing that up on the show because reply to my email. But um, I'll text you, Matt. That yeah yeah <laughs> no we're Facebook friends. Um, so, but color commentary just is to, in my book is is more. Uh, it means more when you're a fan of the show and that person who's mm-hmm. saying what he's saying is obviously just as much invested emotionally and in the game i think i think that's it some of some of the best color commentators in and wrestling have been 
you know, I mean, Jerry the King Lawler comes right. Yeah. He one of the absolute best of of uh, color commentating and wrestling, and you know was also a big star in it. So yeah. yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think there's there's a weight that's added to a voice on color commentary that that can bring out certain and excitement. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and even like you know, a guy like Corey Graves, who you know while didn't compete for you know at in WWE for a long level, but was, oh, no. you know, but you know, wrestled for a long yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. I, I worked and, in and, and NXT Darling, and everything yeah, like that. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But a guy who clearly knows what he's talking about. Sure. Can clearly like draw things out of a, uh, of a match of a situation, of a situation mm-hmm. and really be really descriptive and point something out that maybe with legitimate, know, uh, authority. Input. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Authority. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. I want your opinion on this when you get a chance. Yes. So, uh, not to cycle things too fastly, but I've, I'm, uh, I've done the army neck. It's fantastic. Uh, this new riff is really interesting. And I specifically asked people, I've had a couple of barrel picks from them. This one in particular, I'm, uh, I'm curious about and give your honest opinion. If you don't no, like no. it, you don't like it. I'm curious too, because so I've had, there's three, a lot of variation. I've had three. See, when you say that, I've had three, I've had a, the regular bottle and bond. I've had a, Shelf single barrel, and then I had uh, somebody else's shelf single barrel. And while different, they were all very similar to me. And I, I don't know, and I kind of attributed that to it's still a young stock. It was probably all very similarly produced and raised and warehoused. So, uh, like, even barrel to barrel, I didn't, I don't expect a lot of differentiation. Right, especially yet. as young as it is. Yeah. yeah. When they start getting in those eight years and they have six warehouses and they're all different locations and they're different floors and everything. But I haven't even smelled it yet. So I'm going to shut up. And they're doing sour mash too. Mm. Mm. I, I would have guessed sweet mash. There's a lot of new distilleries in Kentucky that are really hitting out of the park that, yep. that are willing trail to sweet mash is one of the Wilderness ones that sticks out to me. to Texas and I really not wait. They, I finally just picked up uh, a bottle when I was in Kentucky. It was, it was a very good, they're, uh, they're four-year. They're bottled and bond. Frequent guest on the show, uh, Mr. Colonel Evans Tabor. He uh, uh, also uh, <laughs> frequent lush on the show. Uh, he um, they did a, a barrel pick of uh, Peerless. Okay. Uh, Caleb was on the show. Fantastic guy. Uh, but they Wilderness Trail. He introduced me to them. Yeah. And I was just uh, very surprised. Yeah. And, but a lot of these new distillers out of Kentucky who still fit that Kentucky profile, you talk about Texas struggling to try to figure out how to taste like what people imagine bourbon tastes mm-hmm. like, but all these new distillers are popping up Kentucky who are, who are kind of hitting it on the mark. Yeah. So you you wonder, is it temperature? Is it weather? Is it, is it uh size of the barrel? I think, and I've said this before on the show, I think that the way that Texas is going to solve the bourbon thing is by going larger on barrels. I don't think 53 is big enough for us. Really? Well, less surface ratio uh, to wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of how hot it is here. Yeah. Uh, I think that we need to slow down maturation, not speed it up. That these, That's smaller, in, yeah. these smaller casks are speeding it up, so to speak, mm-hmm. I think is a garbage idea. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah, with the – the warmth here. This is different. You were right. This is a little different. And the last couple of new riff, I get a big, um, for me, whatever reason, big me, like I get cola on the nose. Oh, like those old co- cola gummies. That's I, yeah. I, that's what that reminds me of is mm-hmm. cola gummies. Mm-hmm. It's the last like a, couple. 
watered down soda, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Coca Cola, right, right, this right. beautiful beast mm-hmm. knockoff cola. Yeah, yeah, like gummies. the dollar store, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. Fago Cola or whatever. But this this is a little bit. This has a little bit of that in there, but this is a little bit more dark. I mean, like more like dark fruits in here. Speaking of dark, dark fruits, uh, I saw your review mm-hmm. of, uh, not to put you on the spot here. Please. I saw your review of Old Forester 1910. Very interesting review, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when it first came on the scene, you know, it was definitely living, trying to fill big shoes. So for, I run the whiskey festival, and then my page, I do a cartoon character Whiskey Pete for a lot of my photos of, of bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have this show's Instagram account and the festival's Instagram account. And, and I find it very uh, tedious and soul-draining to maintain multiple Instagram accounts. Yeah. And you have three. Yeah. How, how do you do that and your job and have a wife? Well, and- luckily, the one thing is with our job – Social media is like part of it. So like they want us to do that stuff. They want people to have a a social media profile and everything like that. Um, And it's just about, I don't, I'm not, I'm not very good with it. It's quite frankly, I'm okay. But like there's some spurts of good. There's some people who are like multiple photos a day and can get like a lot of attention to them. Like, I need to be better. Like I realized I posted last night and I'm like, I haven't posted since Thursday. Well, your main, your main page, or I say your largest page is like over a quarter, a th- almost a third million or no, more than a third, 300, almost 400,000 no, followers. No, no, no. It's 280. I, th- I thought I looked at it recently. Last time you looked <laughs> Trust at me. Uh, every five minutes, <laughs> 282, I believe this yeah, morning. Yeah, but that's still pretty insane. No, it is. It's pretty. followers. Let's see here. Are you really going to check in? I'm going to look it up while we're on air. Yes, right, absolutely. Two, two. Wait, what'd you say? 282. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. You went to this like, bad I'm, I'm shameful on that. I'm literally on that thing every five minutes just to, to check different things. I have different people messaging me. I have different um, – trying to track how certain things do. And then um, I'll be honest. So the the whiskey page, I'm much more in, uh, invested in than – emotionally. Like, yeah, then my like I have that rough cuts page, which I love, but I just it's that's a hard one. I'm still figuring out exactly how I want. I, I noticed that to do that. Um, I get the idea, but it seems like I think I think it harkens is the right word mm-hmm. back to the, you just have too much on your plate. A little so, bit. So each page has its own kind of path it wants to take, and it seems like the you have this major obligation with one page. Um, and then the wrestling with whiskey page, which is the whole reason why you're here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you could tell is a total nerd out. Like that's yes. your, your love, your baby right now. Yes. Uh, and then you've got this great idea for this third page, but you've got everything else going on. So it's kind of, yeah, pretty that's, much. That's what I noticed. So yep. I, I noticed the same thing where it's like, I, I only want to do whiskey Pete, <laughs> but then I've got the festival page and then the, this podcast radio show page. And it's like. I need an intern or – which sounds super douchey right Can now. Can you combine Whiskey Pete with the podcast? Because so, they're enough, kind of the same thing. F- correct. Funny enough. It's all they, whiskey related. Funny enough, a lot of those posts get posted on all three. Right. So my biggest audience is Whiskey Pete. It's something like 5,500 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all, it's just whiskey. 
And then uh, the festival is like a thousand people, but it's a lot of the same audience, right? Because mm-hmm. Houston's Houston, and and then the the radio show. So it's, uh, I guess I could do away with my whiskey neat Instagram account. And I like that we're just talking this out. Your, your yeah. business plan. Yeah, business here. plan. Yeah, let's, let's, I figured let's, it out. Let's works. Figure well, let's, this out. <laughs> yes. Well, let's have a drink while we yeah. do it. I was yeah. that. So um, while I get this this pour ready, I want to hear your thoughts. So I watched your, and if you guys haven't uh, seen it yet, go to Wrestling with Whiskey on uh, YouTube and hit subscribe, first of all. But mm-hmm. secondly, he did a review of Old Forester 1910. Now, as I mentioned before the break, Old Forester 1910 had some huge shoes to fill, mm-hmm. right? So yep. if you recall, 1920 is a goddamn gold oh, nugget. Oh, yeah. It's still, I mean, it still is. It still is a gold nugget. 100%. Uh, Statesman is, is decent, but it's, it's, okay. a, it's a watered-down version. Like, it should have came out before 1920. 1920 should have been the next step, not yeah. the pre-step. Yep. Uh, and then 1910 is a completely different beast altogether because of that second barrel uh, finish. finish. Yep. Uh, but 1910 was overwhelmingly positively received yes uh even by myself i thought it was pretty fantastic now i didn't bring some today because uh we we've had it sure uh and that was i think the bottle we drank mm-hmm. in this room mm-hmm. one day after shooting. oh okay nice. a lot of gossiping that day um <laughs> there was there might have been a radio host that fell asleep in his office after that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. just that maybe yeah was that fred or aj uh, both, both. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. one one fell asleep in the office, and one fell asleep in the actual studio. So wow. the, the yeah, number, they were naming up. names. The, the, well, well, I'll I'll throw them under the bus. They <laughs> they wrecked me on this show. Yeah. Uh, if you I heard still, what was edited out of that podcast, you would understand I, why. I still get right people the- who will message me and be like, "Man, they really ripped you apart." So they're they're the local uh, major sports radio show hosts. They, they okay. host the Blitz here in Houston. And they're fantastic. I've really grown close to AJ. Uh, I really, I'm still learning the whole media thing. And so I get a lot of advice from you. I get a lot of advice from AJ, Eric Sandler, uh, who's the food editor for Culture Map. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing yet, really. I'm just drinking with friends, right? So I invited them on the show to have drinks. And I didn't realize that if I if you put 10 bottles on the table, they feel obligated to Drink it's 10 a bottles? challenge to drink 10 <laughs> bottles. So uh, they do a sports show every day from like three to five? Uh, three, it's four to seven. Four to seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Four to seven. Three hours yeah. a day. Every, yeah. Three hours a day. Every, every day. day. It's the number one sports radio show in Houston. I mean, they're, they're, they're the legit celebrities. Um, what's that? On the number one sports on the station. Number, on yeah. ESPN Radio 975. <laughs> there you go. Is, Get right. that plug. That's right. Get it in. We're on 975 too, but this is changing. So just bear Company with guys right here. Um, right. anyway, so yeah, they, they, uh, they're, they're big drinkers and gotcha. uh, they're great. I lost my train of thought. Long story short. Oh, did you like 1910? Yes. It seemed like you weren't sold on it. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I literally thought about that on the way here, unbeknownst that you were ever going to ask this question. I literally thought about my 1910 review. Cause I had it. I've had it a few times since then. And I recently had it like a week ago and <clears throat> After it being open, and and to be fair, that was like, it doesn't seem long, but that was probably like three months ago or something like that. Sure. And I feel like my palate has grown since then. So, like, I'm noticing new things now. And now, so, I don't know, between my palate growing a little, even a little bit, and the air getting, letting it breathe a little bit, I tasted it again. And I'm like, holy crap, totally different. And I did enjoy it. And I, but I still maintain, like, I enjoyed it. 
I still like 1920 a little bit better. Okay. By a hair. There's, there's no doubt. But they're, they're different. Very, yeah. They're different beasts they're dif- mm-hmm. in the way that uh, what I was about to say is totally uh, would get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> say it. Then say don't. It. Uh, no, uh, they're, they're they're different beasts. It's like it's like saying I like sushi. I like Mexican food. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just different categories the, the, almost. They're the the double. They use a second barrel. Changes um, everything. And they char the sh- crap out of it. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. making your job easier. And they, um, but it's really good. It's really really good. And Statesman kind of fell flat for some people. And 1910. Made people believe in the brand again. Yes, and, and you hit Old Forester 1920 out of the park. Old Forester mm-hmm. 1910 out of the park. Like, I think they're done with the series, though. I don't think there's another one. I think Whiskey Row is done, but, um, but they killed it. They did. And so to wrap up really quick, though, I had it again, and I yeah, I really because when I first I remember when I first reviewed it, Fresh Crack, that beauty. I just had. I haven't tasted it yet. Fred Minnick said it's the number one bargain whiskey of the year. I I got to agree. It's my favorite rye I've had. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm still even getting into rye, but I've had probably rye's tricky eight, for me. Eight or nine rye that I've had that I relatively enjoy, but that's either close or near the top. Rye's very tricky to me. Um, so now uh, fresh crack on the 1910. From yeah, for me as it was in there, it was char bomb. Which I thought was interesting, but I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I think at the time it was I could taste the second was that barrel. The first time you tasted it, yes, it was on camera. Yep. Okay, so I that, literally cracked it and had it on camera. Okay, so that was, seemed apparent because it seemed like you were struggling with your feelings on the subject. It was because uh, literally it was like this like, char. I can taste the ash and the char from that heavily charred barrel. Sure. I was like that was what stuck out. I got the little bit of like the little bit of leather, a little tobacco, which come in with that char as well. Um, Hair of the sweetness in me, but now my most recent taste, I'm like it is a liquid Luxardo cherry. Yeah, that's I smelled it and I was like, holy! I literally smelled it next to a can of Luxardo sure. cherries, and I was like, holy crap! Dark fruit, just rich plums, rich. Yeah, I was like, so very, very, very good. Totally different than like the Beast of 1920, but very, very, very good. 1920 has a, a mineral note that I attribute to. Mm. I know that th- what I'm Let's about to again. say is not what I'm really tasting, but it rem- there's a certain mineral note you get with some Kentucky bourbons that reminds me of limestone. It reminds me of a, a, a you know, the the smell of wet earth after the yeah. rain. It's called petrichor. Mm-hmm. You're smelling wet stone. I get a stone mineral note from certain Kentucky bourbons. 1920. Mineral note every single time. Okay. Um, you just tasted this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is Sweet 99. This is a uh, a mystery pick that w- that happened here in Houston. Somebody – So this What city, is a mystery pick? So the, the, <laughs> someone, someone, How do you, do you – know, <laughs> I don't know. Just throw a hat in a barrel and – Someone picked it and no one knew. No one knew. So, so – No one knew what? Who picked it? So, like a stranger picked it? No one – okay. So This is very confusing. Yeah, let, me, let me back up here. So uh, the city has become – There's a lot of process that has to go from the barrel of the bottle. I don't know. The city, has, the city has become a, a hub for – if something comes out, everyone knows everything about it. Someone knows okay. everything about it, then everyone knows everything about it. Sure. Uh, there were a few picks. So Eddie Russell came into town last June, and there were a bunch of picks done all at once. And so people – think it comes from that era when he was here for those few days. Okay. And if Specs picks it, it says Specs. If if you know Benny's, it'll say Benny's. Uh if if a group, it, you know, Houston Bourbon Society, it'll say mm-hmm. Houston Bourbon Society. 
this just says sweet 99 and no one could quite figure out who picked it or what was going on. So it became a mystery pick. No one knew who picked it or where it came and from. Nobody came forward and claimed. No one has claimed it. There's a lot of conjecture over who might have picked it. Uh, and I recently learned uh, some things about it, which I'll share with you off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's been very well received quietly objectively like just mm. taste it as is you don't know who picked it mm-hmm. give your opinion on it it's classic wild turkey mm-hmm. huge fan of it uh i thought it would be fun and there's going to be people watching this that kind of freak the shit out knowing that Sweet aiden english uh or matt raywalt yep. got to try this and uh it's uh i just think it's i think it's great classic, russell's classic russell's reserve russell's and knob picks right now are off the chain Russell, off the wall. Not, not Russell's, but Knob Creek has a ton of old, 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 old stock, stock out there. Yep, fourteen years old. Fifteen. We just fifteen. Pick, I know somebody just picked a, picked a fifteen. We just picked so, fifteen. No kidding. So we. Yeah. Uh, what do we pick it for? Let's put uh, the label up front. Let's show it on camera. Get that uh, sweet ninety nine up there. You know, so sweet ninety nine is a nickname for uh, JJ Watt. So people were like, oh, because <laughs> he did he get injured at the end of the season. People were like, he's not playing. Maybe he's picking secret barrels of wild turkey. Um. That'd be awesome. It would be incredible. What a story that would be. And nobody would know because he couldn't <laughs> confirm it. <laughs> this is huge closet bourbon nerd. He's got this giant basement full of it. <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Sweet 99? No, 15-year-old. Oh, Knob Creek. Okay, so uh, we, we did a Reservoir Dog series where we picked out uh, – you, know, you remember the movie Reservoir yeah, Dogs? Mr. Blue, Mr. White. Yep, Mr. Yep. Correct. So okay. we, did a, we did a Mr. Blue pick, a Mr. White pick, a – and cool. Jesse Hernandez did a Mr. Orange pick, and it's a, f- I think it's a 15 year old Knob Creek, and uh, so good. They're just so crazy, good. ridiculous. Forty five bucks yeah. for a 15 year old bourbon. I thought the funny thing is, I was just talking with someone about this the other day. In most stores, the uh, they have the shelf Knob Creek single barrel, the whatever nine year 120 proof, whatever it is. But then in most stores. Their, their store pick, which can often be 14, 15 years, is cheaper than the shelf yeah. single barrel. Yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, – we're right on the cusp of it being a miserable time to be in this hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, you can still get some pretty sweet deals. Um, all right. So I'm I'm behind you. I'm going to finish this this Russell's and then mm-hmm. uh, if you guys want to taste that old Forrester rye. I have yeah. not tasted, tasted it yet. I bought it two weeks ago. So – I almost don't know if I want to say anything until you try it. Okay, so I don't always agree with Fred Minnick's opinion. Mm -hmm. However, I do love the guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he's super emphatic about something, like this is the best bargain. That's when I my ears perk up. Uh, When he gets super excited about something, is when my ears say, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna get." If he's yeah, if he's that into it, yeah. I have not had Booker's. If ride. I had known that, I would have brought it. Oh, because I brought damn. Booker's thirtieth. Yeah, uh, and you and you told me last night mm-hmm. you have you already I have it. it. Yep. So I've got Booker's rye. It, it kind of reminds. I tried me. Booker's twenty fifth when I did the I think when I did the Bourbon Pursuit episode, mm. Um, mm. but I did not try Booker's rye. That is. It's very good. That is incredible for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely worth every penny. So I don't know if you'll agree with this. Um, and I'm tasting a little bit different than when I first tasted it. But I think because it's kind of a unique rye mash bill. Most ryes out there are like 80, 90% rye and then a little bit of multi barley and corn. Is this barely legal rye? 
This no, it's like sixty-seven percent. Yeah, but then there's a lot of malted barley. There's like what is it? Fifteen, twenty, twenty malted barley, and only fifteen percent corn. corn. The malted barley is a secondary grain. On yeah, this. that's that's pretty. So impressive. that's kind of an interesting rye mash bill. But even despite that, I don't know why I said this, but I still stand by it. If you're a bourbon drinker who's not into rye, I think this is a great transition one. That's that's a great. I agree with you. It's very sweet. It's got it's like it's got the rye spice on there, but it's not super in your face like a lot of them are. No, like you know, there's a there's a very stark difference from bourbon to whistle pig. Yeah, right. And, 100%. I, and I and I like whistle pig. There's no, yeah. Uh, I know I gave whistle pig a, a hard time early on years ago because of the price point. Yeah. Uh, and but they've kept their price consistent, and where the entire industry is now. Now, if you want 12-year-old well, yeah. rye, you're paying 100, 120, right. And if you bucks, ever find you, old still, things with Dave Pickerel, he does that in, he, he, intentionally. He was on the show two weeks before he passed. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to give Fred a hard time, but he's not going to watch this. But Fred just – I just watched Fred's uh, last interview with yeah, him. Yeah, the bourbon up. I'm and it was, kind of, it was kind of poised as like his last interview – I, I think I think I was his last name. Yeah, yeah, not, that I, not that I not no, that, not that it matters yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, like yeah. that, but yeah, just yeah. out of curiosity. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think his was his film before that. Uh, it was right when Mauve came out, and ours it already hit the market, uh, which is the only reason why it even crossed my mind. But uh, I I had given Whistlepig a hard time for years because of the price point, uh, but the the entire industry has raised prices way above that. Yep. So in any new rise coming out there a, a decade or older are not or that they're, they're in that hundred dollar. Yeah, they're not plus hundred bucks. Yep. Whistlepigs kept it consistent and uh there's no doubt in my mind uh that Boss Hawk four was just incredible. I liked Spirit of Mauve. Um I'm not gonna pay five hundred bucks for for that, but uh but it was fantastic. There was no doubt in my mind it was great. Mm-hmm. This is just as great. I mean this is for twenty bucks, I, I really no can't kidding. believe. Yep. Did we reset coming out? So just for people listening on the radio, do you want to like mention what we're drinking right now? The old oyster, right? Oh, yeah. So well, you know we do the throws. We got you. You want to after we do the throws after, okay. so they'll they'll know. Okay. But um, the yeah, this is old Forester rye, brand new product that just hit market. Brown Foreman was a longtime sponsor of the show, um, until so they did a restructuring. But uh, there, I couldn't be a bigger fan. They're still a big yeah. sponsor of the, the festival. Like, you know, yeah. no, there's no, no, they've been like, that's so the, um, I've been getting really excited about their stuff um, from Whiskey Roan General is pretty good. 1920 knocked it out of the park. Now that uh, was, by the way, you, you could get their total wine for like 50 bucks. Yep. 1910, even less than that. Yeah. And it's still pretty fantastic. Yeah. And then 1910, everyone was like, what? And that was awesome. Then they just dropped the rye and that was, so like, I'm Brown Foreman. I was never, never hated on him or anything, but it was never super high on my list. Sure. You no, know, I was at Beam or Buffalo Trace or somebody else or whatever. Well, um, Brown Foreman's been on the top. Like I said, Jack Daniel's Barrel Strength is one of the most underappreciated because it carries that stigma of being a college. Yes, hundred you know? percent. The Jack Daniel, it come the. It's always going to be super super high selling just because it's such a known brand. But yeah, I think they're starting to infiltrate our community a little bit with their. I have yet to have a barrel proof store pick, which I hear some of them are oh, awesome. If I had it's known. our hey, next time we, <laughs> we come got, through we Houston got, a lot, man. We, we, got the we second, come through Houston a lot. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you guys. Uh, so we got the second. We got the first private group pick of the state. Oh, okay. Um, 
Because I've heard some of them are awesome. Oh, dude. And Poison Girl did theirs. And the best bourbon bar in the state is Poison Girl. And it's in a dive. Okay. And if Is that any, here? Yes. Okay. Anytime you're in Houston, it's low key. They got the first ever Willet barrel pick in the state back okay. in 2011. And they got the last barrel pick. And when they brought barrel picks back, which is recently, they got the first one again. Oh, nice. Poison Girl has four roses from private, famous private barrel pick four roses from 2010, 2011, 2012. The best bourbon bar, and it's incredible pricing. There is no better whiskey bar, if you're a bourbon lover, in Houston, in the state, than Poison Girl. Duly noted. And it's mm-hmm. not too far from here. Yeah, duly, duly um, noted. It's one of those things, like, there, look, there's great whiskey bars in Houston. Reserve 101 is just, you know, top 50 bars in the U.S. Poison Girl just doesn't have a PR person. Yeah, uh, the bourbon community. I get that. The bourbon community loves them. Right. Like I said, we run the 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 largest single market group in the nation. Fifty two hundred people. They love Poison yeah. Girl. <laughs> it's like terrible because it's like I want you to stop mentioning them because it's like I want them to have all the publicity in the world, but at the same time, like I don't want it to become overrun. You want to get there like, first. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of I want to be part of the community that that knows about it. Well, I'll stop talking about it. So I've got one last thing, and I know we've only got about this is our last segment, right? Yes. God, this this, fl- this flew by. It always does. So, I I needed there was my favorite comedian of all time, especially as of late, is a guy named Tom Segura. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Tom Segura is hilarious. He's a big superstar. Well, he was in town recently, and I got the opportunity to hang out with him. He's a whiskey right. yes. guy. You, so you mentioned that. I needed a bottle. I needed a few bottles to drink with him, and I grabbed this one here, which is uh, now at the bottom of the glass. It says forty what? to fifty nine, fifty eight. So I'm gonna say, what? I'm gonna say, mid-century, fourteen-year-old wow. Kentucky bourbon, no barcode, so it's you know it's pre-86, uh, 85-ish, uh, no uh, pregnancy warning, Damn. so it's definitely. Pre-90s. <laughs> um, of course. But the the date on the bottom of the bottle says 40 to 59 or 58. So I we don't know exactly what year it is. It's not makes something it I've better. seen circulate quite no. quite often. Who, who makes this? It's not a brand I see on the secondary market very often. I Just I got my sipping whiskey. Got my got my hands on some charcoal filtered <laughs> sipping whiskey. 14 year old. His rare has But here's the memory. here's the kicker. It's a screw top. No way. So yeah. hold that down. Oh careful with the labels coming off on both sides wow. but uh go ahead pour yourself a little bit look at that nice fancy bottle still wow. by double springs distillers Sipping nelson whiskey. county greenbrier nelson county kentucky kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, whiskey 86 proof charcoal filtered 14 years old charcoal filtered so you know it's still bourbon all yeah. you jack daniels haters out there so that no no age that bottle's over sixty years old. Yeah. Uh, four, no, there's an age on it. Fourteen years old. Oh, duh, duh. So yeah, so from, I would imagine if you do the math, wow. it says forty to fifty eight on the bottom. So that's eighteen years. Uh, if if that's what that refers to, right? Uh, wow. But it says fourteen years old, mellow, rare, old charcoal filtered Kentucky straight. So there yeah, this is from the forties. I'm gonna theoretically. I'm gonna, I'm gonna round up and yeah. say 50 is the play okay. safe, but that sure. means the bottle is at least 60 years old. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I need a little bit. That's yeah. that's 
Store picks and uh, and Dusties. Store All pick. the rage. Pappy can kiss my butt. Yeah, screw that. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you heard it here. You can say, oh no, you can't say butthole on the radio. We learned that. The we other learned day. that the other day. Um, can or can't? You can't. Yes. I can call nope. you a butthole. I can't refer to my butthole. <laughs> yeah, so they have the to, actual body parts. So they, right. they have to censor it out. So, uh, but Pappy, Pappy in general, Pappy B Tech. Listen, it's it's good whiskey. Of course, there's more of a history there. But Dusty's and Store Picks are where it's at, in my wow. opinion. This I is a piece of history. It really is. It smells historical. It, I love. I love the fact that it's as weird as it's not. Because like, I was at dinner the other night, and the great whiskey restaurant in Illinois, um, Niche. I'll put it over because they always are awesome to me when I come in there. Um, Geneva, Illinois. But they have great. They have some old Dusty's and I some like 1972 Jim Beam and. Uh, some 1960s Kentucky Tavern or whatever. Sure. Really cool. But I almost love that this isn't like, oh, it's Beam or it's, it's sure. older. We don't it's we have no this, idea what it no is. No idea yeah. what the hell this no distiller is. That's really cool. It makes it even more Mysterious. interesting and unique. And So Mysterious. there's a specific note I get on Dusty's. And to me, it's glue. The oxidation happens. Glue. Yeah. So you know when, when, when whiskey gets milky, right? So yep. what happens is the bottle's not sealed correctly. Over time, the ABV evaporates, causing mm-hmm. bacteria growth eventually when the ABV dips low right. enough, which makes it milky. Once it gets to a certain point, it's undrinkable. So do you get glue on the nose or on the palate? There's, it's like a wood glue on the nose that I always get from every Dusty ever. Every Dusty I've ever had has a specific glue note. and, and it's, I guess I'm getting the dusty like that dusty funk that everyone talks about, but I've never been. I've been having a hard time defining it. I define it as now blue. that you say it, old like, Elmer's I'm blue. S- not not current no, like, Elmer's, but like right, right, right. Like after you glue two pieces of wood together, <laughs> and it dries, and then if you could get any aroma off that, yeah, that is a if you could note. if you could split them and then smell the where the glue is hardened, <sighs> but it's it's a. Uh, a so little I bit. To, I got to open this with Tom. Drink some out of it. For me, the Dusty Funk has always it's always been damp newspaper. I'll give you that. Like just a hint of like damp newspaper. Dusty whiskey always reminds me of of grandma, which is in general when you go to visit grandma's house, everything's mm-hmm. covered in what? Mm-hmm. Dust. Mm-hmm. I have another comedian that um. is uh, almost booked. Like literally went right back and forth. Should we even say it? I'm so not going to say it. Okay. I don't yeah, want to jinx it. Yeah, don't jinx yeah. Absolutely. But, but this is going to be my celebrity bottle. So when we, I mean, I've, we've got a few dusties, but when, when I get, when is... I get, you're, you're, listen, you're the first real celebrity on the show, man. <laughs> Fred, Fred, oh my God. That doesn't say a lot about your show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fred, Fred No's been on. Screw Fred No. Um, we, we've had on, uh, I'm just kidding. I love No, Fred of no. course. I, I, but uh, we, we've we've had on a few like you know legit names yeah, on here. The guy that's in charge of getting us to, to Mars, you know, or getting the, making sure the human body can survive the trip to right. Mars. You know, at NASA. No, no. Well, <laughs> he'll be the one to pull it off. Yeah. Um, or but, say that he can. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, have you heard the theory about him hiding a body in that car that he sent to space? I've heard a lot of theories <laughs> yeah. about. No. Crazy millionaires. He put, a, he put a Tesla in space. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, the perfect <laughs> excuse to hide a body. <laughs> when are we going to smoke weed on this show, Chris? That's. I mean, it will be, yeah. but like, no, it seems like a strange. In Houston. No, ESPN wouldn't do it. No, we can't do it. But. Mm. 
for those of you who don't know, Brandon's the guy to ask. He's the guy that I did. He's the guy in charge for for everything that happens okay. on the show. I mean, I'm the guy in charge. I'm seeing the timer a little bit. I have a, I have a suggestion. Okay. Before we finish this. Well, can we can we can do spill over to we can spill iTunes, over. Right? Okay, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Okay. Yeah. An I'm extra saying, segment with Aiden English. I'm, that's right. We've got a little infinity cup right here. Oh, gross. Oh, oh yeah. You mean a spit cup? We've been doing a dump cup. <laughs> And I'm just saying, it's nothing. We, this batch will never exist anywhere else in the, hu- that, that, the human that is history. A, that is a, and this is how we'll pitch this. This is a hand cured small batch blend, <laughs> mm-hmm. very with, small batch, done with Matt Raywalt, yes, and 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 Brandon Strange from ESPN mm-hmm. Radio, uh, hand poured. This is, and it's the only one in the world. That's yep, right. it's one of one of one. One of one. I suggest you should we- sign the cup. Go ahead and autograph <laughs> <Yeah>. the cup. <laughs> <laughs> and then what we'll do is old we'll, map. I wish I had an empty bottle to put in. I, oh, I have a sample bottle. You have everything. I've got barrel. They're not sponsored the yeah. show yet, but this is barrels rum. We'll mm-hmm. empty this out, and this will be the Matt Raywalt. It's old Matt, seventeen seventy three. It's a grandfather's recipe. Yeah, it's my great 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 grandpappy's recipe. The, the, I feel bad. I'm a huge fan of Barrow. I love Joe Beatrice. Yep. I love Will Stragas, the yep. national director. He's been on the show a bunch. Okay. And we were the first non-industry folks to visit their facility in Kentucky uh, in December. Okay. They've never had anyone in there to just kind of go through and pick through their barrels. We bought four barrels. Two rise, two 13-year-old cast-strength rise. One of them is hazmat. Uh, and two bourbon. I'm such a fan of theirs. The problem you run into is not their fault. The rule here in the U.S. is that if you want to put an age statement, it's got to be what? The youngest age in the bottle. Yes. So this bourbon 15 they put out, it kind of loses credit a little bit by being called bourbon 15. We bought a couple of 14-year-old barrels of bourbon at $85 a bottle, which would be the retail cost. Mm-hmm. So you think 85 bucks for 14 or 250 for 15, but that's not the case. The 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 fifteen year old bourbon they released is actually a blend of fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen year old bourbon. Mm. Can you name another seventeen year old or sixteen year old bourbon out in the market that's not over two hundred bucks? Well, I mean, if you want to really technical, I mean, Eagle Rare seventeen retails for one what one twenty one twenty five retail. Buffalo Trace is well, that's what we're, we're talking about retail. Fair, fair enough. We are talking, we're enough, not talking about enough. secondary pricing. So, well, we're not talking about secondary pricing, but Buffalo Trace – yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Trace has a business model to not raise prices for the most part. So it's, right. it's always been the $90 price for at least the last B, five years. Yeah, for BTAC or whatever. Uh, yeah. That's changing because what just came out this year? Eagle, double rare, double eagle, double rare, double. Which I take issue with too, because Eagle Rare Seventeen. How much is it, by the way? Retails Eagle Rare Seventeen, which often sometimes is eighteen year bourbon. Sure, it's sometimes I think close it's to nineteen. Proof too, right? Uh, this year it was one on one. Okay, this past year, but and I think they're going to keep bucks? it one on one. I mean, I think B ten. My store is like one twenty. Okay, but sure. it's that ninety to one twenty ish range. It's a little over a hundred dollars. What's Eagle Double Rare? Two grand. Two grand? I thought Two the grand. MSRP was one grand. I I've heard nineteen ninety nine retail MSRP. But that either way, whether it's one grand or two grand, it's just as atrocious, right? So they instead of raising the prices on current releases, you come out with new releases at new crazy prices. Mm-hmm. That's the way the bourbon world is working. Ultra limited 
fancy glass decanters. So this is Barrel's Rum release, and I will tell you is 60% Foursquare. I don't know if I'm supposed to okay. tell you that, so Shh. I didn't sign a non-disclosure. Yeah, he's he, not on paper. It's not on paper. Huge. Now, if you're not a rum fan, take it slow. It doesn't no, taste yeah. like whiskey. I just picked up my first Foursquare. Oh, I had Premise. Oh, my God. Whatever. It was very I, good. I wasn't um, a huge fan of Premise. I enjoyed it. I'm still a whiskey guy, but I enjoyed it. 2004, 2005, uh, Criterion. And Dominus hit it out of the God, and we can cuss now. The you can't. Okay. Park. Yeah, that's right. Hit it out of the fucking park. Okay. Uh, Foursquare, and, and I'm friends with Richard Seal on Facebook. We we send each other Christmas cards. Uh, no, we don't. Uh, he, I've had long discussions with him about his products. Uh, I'm dying to get him in because Foursquare has been dubbed the pappy of the rum world. Sure. No sugar added to any of their cash strength releases. No 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 sugar added to any of their releases. Yeah. He's anti sugar, but uh, I mean it's just it's just incredible stuff. I mean if you're if you if you're new to rum, four squares would have begin and yeah. premise is a great start. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I figured, and that's what I've heard. Now you mentioned glue on the nose beforehand. I, Are you getting I, that on this? Yeah, you said that right really? now. Yeah, Glutes, I agree. Uh, absolutely. No, I definitely. I wonder think if that's it. something you're getting with age because that, that was a 14 year. This is a 15 year. I don't know. Maybe that's no. This is thirteen. Sorry, was I it? got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so the Barrel Craft Spirits line rum, and it's signed by Joe. Look at that. I got to say, uh, that's ooh. <laughs> Throw Matt's signature on there too with our Matt blend. It's going to be out of the world. Out <laughs> of this Matt, world. Seventeen seventy-three. <laughs> yeah. I'm, now I can't stop thinking of glue when I smell the the nose. Well, I, I definitely <laughs> smelled something familiar on the nose, and then I guess mm. I don't know if it's because you mentioned glue before. Nice space but, on that, but it definitely has it. Love, we we've got uh, extra time on the show. I do. I know you said you're not a Scotch guy. I wanna. I want you to I'd taste like to, this. So I had a. I'm sorry. I'm, my dad was always a huge Scotch fan. Loved Scotch. Always had a hard time with it, and I think it's ever since college. I didn't know what the hell that there were different whiskeys. Sure. So I went to the store like to make like a mixed drink or something for college. I Coke and whatever, yeah. a spirit, right? People say whiskey. So I picked up like Cuddy Sark or get a plastic bottle and like I got sick off it. Sure. And so like that's kind of that malty taste mm-hmm. always reminds me of getting sick. Sure. Yeah. Like in, um, I've got a I've got a, a 19 year old blue tarantula story. Similar thing. <laughs> it's blue tarantula tequila. Yeah. I I, I remember the movie. It was that what was that movie with the you remember the old uh, Apple commercials versus PC commercials. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. The guy that did the Apple was a guy named Justin something, and he did Justin a, Long. Justin Long. Yeah, yeah. He did a movie about college. And that movie, I was 19 years old. We went. I know. Too much I feel like tarantula tequila. Um, to this day, tequila is Was it was accepted? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Nicely yeah. done. Dude, hey. burden into my head. Movie nerd and yeah. wrestling nerd. into my head. New movie nerd. That's a different conversation. A little bit. Yeah. We may just go a, over this. Just a little bit. I, well, you're, you'd probably Justin, I'm a huge Justin Long fan. I mean, I think, I think he, he's really his good. His career kind of – he, he kind of went away, but there's no reason because all of his movies were fantastic. I mean, Justin Long, the, the PC – Mac commercials were the best thing to happen, and again, going that, back one of the most iconic, right? one of my most iconic ad campaigns yes, of absolutely. that time. Absolutely. Oh God, I'm such a rum fan, man. You, wait until you jump into the rum world. This is. I'm you, afraid, like that's the thing. Is like so, uh, bourbon is so big, bourbon and rye, and then I think about like trying to get a scotch, and scotch is gigantic. 
gigantic. Mm-hmm. And then now, now rum is a really growing category. It's like, God, I'm going to have no shelf space. I'm going to have no house space, not shelf space. You know what's great about scotch is it, it's learning a lesson from bourbon. You know, the king for years was scotch. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the iconic yes. image mm-hmm. is a rich, old, white guy that's yep. got a shape and his skin's bad. And McCallan's your Johnny Walker. McCallan's your Johnny Walker's. Uh, beautiful Scottish accent. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the category got boring. A lot of it was cut to like 80 proof. A lot of it was overpriced. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And then you discover bourbon, who at the time, bourbon was very, very cheap, right? You can get mm-hmm. some great seven-year-old Ezra Brooks 101 for 20 bucks or this freaking Old Forester Rye for 20 bucks. Uh, and so the bur- the Scotch categories had to get their shit together. Yep. Because bourbon has like is whipping their ass. And it has been for the past couple of years. And that doesn't mean scotch is bad. It just no. – it's been kind of maybe taking advantage of the consumer. Sure. Which bourbon started to do. Well, bourbon right now I think is very much I, – I, oh, I don't even want to say Say what it. you want, man. No, I know. But like it's – it's kind of part of. There's it's, no visual. It's, it's if a, anyone has an issue, I'll just say he said it. Not you. <laughs> it's a growing category, obviously, just because it's hip in and of its own in its own right in the spirits category. But it's also kind of joining in with a little bit, a little bit of a hipster culture. Oh sure, Absolutely. hip mixology and hipster on bars and like this. You, you've not had Buffalo Trace's new vape bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's vegan. <laughs> it's Comes all the pair of skinny yeah, jeans and two thousand dollars and your own glue on handlebar mustache. That's right. I know. Um, so I think it, it's it's super. They've they've kind of rode the wave of it's being very hip, and I think uh, Scotch. Sure. I was going to say McCallan because I'm looking at the box, but Scotch has it has the prestige, but it's got a little bit of the stigma of it's, sure. it's your father's, it's your grandfather's sure. drink, it's the old man's, the old rich white guy, yeah, yeah, yeah old yeah. rich white guy drink, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and whereas bourbon is this kind of it's kind of hip and young. There's bourbon bars and there's sure. whiskey and bars in the U.S. And it's and this, and yep. And now it's not cheap. And so um, Scotch is kind of changing their game up a little bit, dude. I, I think I think they have. The, the only problem with Scotch is because the boom of whiskey overall, the, especially the boom in bourbon, has mm-hmm. raised. I think raised all spirits, right? So there's yes. that whole saying: "Rising tide raises, raises all, all boats." All boats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, bourbon is so loved and beloved. But as the price has gotten higher, it's forced people into other inexpensive spirits mm-hmm. like mezcals and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, rum and other and scotch. I you, think tequila and mezcals get, are going to be the next wave dude, after no, rum. In Texas, mezcal and tequilas are killing it. Right oh now. yeah, mm-hmm. um, but but you can get twelve year old scotch for sub fifty bucks. You get twelve year old bourbon. It's few, I mean, we did a twelve year old pick of Elijah Craig that yep. was twenty eight dollars. I mean, even if it tasted like dog shit, it's still <laughs> yeah. worth twenty eight bucks. Hundred um, percent. I tasted. Have you tasted that old forty? They did the forty five year old bourbon last year. No, I heard about. It, it. I heard a podcast about it or it whatever. It did taste like dog shit, and yeah. it, we did a, an at cost tasting for like sixty bucks or something. An at cost tasting of sixty bucks, and you got the eighteen year old rye, the thirty seven year old bourbon, and the forty five year old bourbon. Or some there was two crazy releases or whatever. At cost, it didn't taste good, but it was still like a piece of history. Yeah. So it was. You tried a, it. It was a fun experience, but I wouldn't have bought the bottle for two grand. Hundred percent. So, um, anyway, so Scotch, Scotch is kind of the problem is with the boom in whiskey. You're you're not. McAllen and Highland Park specifically has caught some shit for being seasoned casks, right? So you're not yep. quite fully matured sherry. But that's because no one's drinking sherry. 
Right. And if yeah. no one's drinking sherry, well, there's, there's not, no sherry cask. There's not balls, yeah. so, so you've got to do these recharge barrels or these. So, and I've defended them on the show. They are sponsors of the show, so I'm openly. I'm. I'm I like to be of transparent. Course. That's fair. But um, I've said this before. You either have to change your brand entirely, or you have to fit around the change in circumstance. Yep. So you can either start from scratch, or you can. Augment and yeah. augmentation is going to come off as cutting corners or this whatever. Uh, listen, I'll tell you right now. I had before they were sponsored the show, and again, I'm friends with the lease. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> we had Ben Songer on the show, and we tasted through the limited editions. This one specifically, and this is the reason why I brought it on the show today. Uh, edition three. They partnered with some fragrant maker, some some perfume guy. Okay, and the nose was substantially remarkable compared to editions one and two. Okay. Now editions one, if you pay attention to secondary, it's going for like 600 bucks for edition one, two, 300 bucks for edition two. I have no idea the, the secondary valuation for edition three, but the nose on this, uh, I just thought was fascinating enough to bring it on the show, especially with some of the noses we've tasted. I mean, the Armagnac, the two-year-old Texas yep. bourbon, the freaking shit from the 50s. The rye, the rum, yeah. I just had... First McCallan in a long time, I had the rare cask. My dad got it as a gift. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, that was for me. So for me, it was enjoyable because I'm not as a scotch. It did. It had a little bit more spiciness and sweetness. Like, cause, uh, and it was a slightly higher proof. Sure. Um, cause that was my thing. It was like that maltiness and like the 80 proof maltiness. Again, reminded me of that college time of like any, it didn't matter if it was a good one or a bad one. Sure. But now, I'm fine just starting to appreciate what a single malt tastes like. Yeah. Just to, just to, uh, well, a little bit. Well, if you're a bourbon fan, the sherry is the way to go for scotch. Yes. That's uh, what I've now, found. Now, when you get into the peated category, that's Oof, when we're going to be still having <laughs> still having a tough time. Yeah. Over the, um, it's, it's it's like dead vegetal matter but in a great way. I uh I had I so I went to Paris last year with my wife and uh over there not a lot of bourbon. In um, Paris? Yeah. Well, there's one shop you have to go to every time. Oh, La Maison du Whiskey? Le yeah, I know. I didn't know that until I left. And then I discovered it when I went, literally the week after I went home, I go, what the hell? Um, La Maison du Whiskey is yeah. the only place to go in Paris. I know. Screw the Eiffel Tower. I know. It's for poor people and tourists. I know. You're teaching me now. I learned. La Maison du Whiskey has this beautiful. You can see beautiful... that on a postcard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but in most bars, <laughs> but in most bars, you know, they have the Jim Beam or whatever, but like, um, so uh, the closest I think I've come – don't yell at me if I'm totally off here. The closest I've come to like slightly more peated or a little bit – not like your McCallans and Glen Morangis no and stuff. I can see that. Um, That's true. I forgot. Uh, I did have Lagavulin. Oh, I love Lagavulin. Which, which was which – was, it, was, it was tough. It was still like different for me. Oh, but it's like, gorgeous. But I did enjoy it. It's silky. It's it's uh, So they use refill sherry cask and they use them. And the great thing about Lagavulin uh, – I, I, uh, and we had some guy give me some shit once on the on our reviews about my my feedback on Lagavulin, but the warehouse manager, uh, I may be butchering the pronunciation of his first name. I think it's Lane MacArthur, okay, but it's spelled I I A I N, like Ian, okay, or but it's two eyes, 
I don't, I don't know how to try okay. it, but he told me that there's no set standard for their refill sherry cask, meaning they could use it two times, they use it three times, as long as that barrel yields the flavor profile, they'll, they'll reuse a sherry barrel over gotcha. and over again. So, but their sherry kind of balances out that smoky, peaty, you know, vegetal matter that I talk mm-hmm. about. I am a Lagavulin diehard fan. Okay. So, uh, I, yeah. speaking of people I've tried to get on the show several times. Nick Offerman. Oh, oh my God. I, yeah. One of the re- for one of the reasons I discovered Lagavulin. I have four kids. I'd give up the two oldest if I can get Nick <laughs> Offerman in here. He's yeah. such a big – he's a scotch Yeah, drinker. absolutely. And, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of scotch. I was following his, uh, his Instagram account. He just did like some big – I don't know what – from the looks of it, he was just like literally living in, I think, Scotland on a sheep farm learning how to herd sheep from like a friend of his. Like he literally just took a week to go do that. So he, I know he God became a paid Diageo sponsor for Lagavulin and Oven. There are a couple of their other repeated stuff. Yep. Uh, but I know that he spends a crap ton of time over there, and it's. Hmm. What are your thoughts? He does two things: um, woodworking and yeah, woodworking and whiskey. The W the WW. Um, what are your thoughts on Ardbeg? So I, I'm a huge fan of Ardbeg. They've they've also caught some shit over the last few years uh, over there. Uh, no age dated whiskeys mm. because they're still demanding that super high price, but getting rid of the age statements, which I agree yeah, with. Yeah. That's uh, tough. But I am an Ardbeg fan. Uh, I've mentioned it on a couple episodes back. They don't sponsor the show. Mm-hmm. We don't receive any money for them, but they uh, they they do young whiskey really really well. So there's a, a brand called Smokehead that's about forty five bucks, and I think it's six to eight year old Ardbeg. Very, very young, very, very bright. Got that young bite we talk about. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got that smoky, peaty sweetness I love in the young. Young Ardbeg is good. Young yeah. Lagavulin is mm, it's rough at sure. times, but young Ardbeg is pretty okay. good. I, I have a friend uh, who is an art uh, rep for Ardbeg. Who? And, um, his name is Bry, Bry Simpson. Uh, he, he lives up in Canada. He's a Canadian rep. Oh. That might be why. You don't know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, there's a wall up there, right? Did um, Trump build the wall up there yet? No, yeah. That's the next, that's yeah. the next wall. That's the, that's, that's, then we have the Pacific the wall and the Atlantic wall. That's right. Um, <laughs> <They close laughs> then we just become a castle, <laughs> the castle of America. We, yeah. always, we always get off the trail, the, the railroad tracks for the extra bonus segments. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, your thoughts on our bag. He, he fan. I'm going to try to get that's why I want oh. it. So like, um, next, listen, next time you're in town, let me know you're coming. Um, I will bring you a plethora of things you've never tried. Yes. To that's get, what, that's what I want. Opinions. Yeah, that's what I want. I, I would love to sit you down. Have you ever seen hot ones? Mm-mm. Oh my God. The best show on YouTube is a show called hot ones. And it's better where, than your show. Uh, well, my show sucks. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, Sorry about that, Aiden. Or yeah. Matt. Yeah. Matt. See? <laughs> no. The, See? The, I know. The show Hot Ones Call me is, Tom. A, is an interview show Tom. where they, where they, they line up. space? Yep. They line up eight hot wings that get progressively hotter. And so they'll – and there's a lot of – there's a ton of major celebrities on this. But he'll sit down just like what you're doing right now. And he's a bald guy. His name is Simon or Sam or something. Okay. But – and I'm a huge fan of the show, and I don't know the guy, the host name. Uh, but he'll going from like Sriracha hot to two million Scoville unit hot, the like the world's hottest hot sauce or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'll and it's like ten wings, ten questions, 
and he'll get celebrities in and just interview them. Tom Segura did it. Burt Kreischer did it. Joey Diaz did it. Uh, uh, T.J. Miller did it. Uh, every major musical act, Cardi, not Cardi B, but some other act did it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rappers do it, and they have a huge freak out because you're being asked questions, but your mouth is on fire. Uh, I would love to sit you down and line up 10 funky whiskeys or just crazy smoky whiskeys, stuff yes, you've never yep. tasted, and get your objective opinion as I ask you questions about you that and would, your life. Yes, yes. That would be incredible. Done and done. It's funny that you said the hot sauce thing because that totally reminds me. <clears throat> One of our guys, Xavier Woods, has his channel, Up, Up, Down, Down, yes. video game channel. Yep. But they do challenges on there. And one of the ones they do regularly, there's a guy uh, named Surat who does a lot of our um, costume and like gear making and everything like that. He's awesome. But he'll play with the guys a lot and he does the hot, like hot challenge. He'll play, whether there's like a video game, they'll play something, whether it's a fighting game or a racing game or something. Whoever loses has to take some kind of, like they've done it with like hot candies Ugh. and like, or like oh sh- all the way to straight up like peppers, like Mexican peppers, like raw Racist. jalapenos. Like from like the heart of the forest, like like the Simpsons episode where Homer eats the pepper and goes on a trip. As soon as it touches his yeah. tongue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things like that were like and even even some of our guys who were like big spicy food fans I and mean, like go nuts on some of the stuff as always. Yeah. Dude, next time you're on a plane, uh do you guys t- you travel constantly. Do you, do Every you, single week of the year. Do you fly or do you uh, take tour bus? No, no tour, but we fly, we fly and then, um, we drive ourselves between towns once we land. So it's like just two flights a week, flight from, from home and the flight to home in between we drive ourselves. How's that with a wife? Is that hard? Yeah, it's very hard. Um, luckily because her family has been in it, she sure. understands used, at least used to it, yeah. it doesn't mean she likes it. Right. She sure. also hated it when she was a kid. Yeah. You know, she didn't like and she's seeing, retired now, right? Like yeah. she's, yeah. Um, she so she doesn't like it because she and she didn't like it when her dad left and everything like that, but at least she understands. Sure, and she's supportive because she well, goes, I, "I get that's your life, and I know that's part of it." Let me ask this: I, I want to get to this, and I want to dive deep into our co- current conversation. Do we have time, or do we need yeah, to? No, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, yeah. so uh, on Matt's schedule, so whatever. I think I yeah, I think I remember watching uh, a documentary about Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Where it was a famously bad fathered family life because of of the schedule. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's not as bad anymore. So I think it's a combination of uh, poor while we talk. Go ahead. No, the schedule is a little bit more manageable. Um, they're a little bit better about making sure people get home and um, see family and things like sure. that. It's a much better family oriented time. Like there's a famous story of like. Um, somebody who, you know, wrestler, I think it was a different company, even like went home to see their kid being born and showed up and got let go. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing like that. This is, this Be- because, because he, they left home, went home sure. to see it. And this is, this is like the eighties or something like that. Yeah. Right now, totally different world we live in. And like now it's, it's very accommodating. It's much, no, we're still busy. We're still on sure. the road. I mean, if but it's you're, a little bit more corporate and prioritized towards, yeah, 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 yeah. towards understanding those kind of needs and everything like that. And, um, we're still on the, if you work all the shows, you know, you're still gone like for SmackDown's brand Saturday through Wednesday, every week, you know, if you're on pretty much every show, you're pretty much gone 52 weeks a year. Sure. In some way, shape, or form, like even me, 
yeah. uh, on commentary. I'm just at television tapings, but still I'll come out for pay-per-view. You know, it's every single week. It's 52 weeks a year. You're gone for at least two days, sometimes three or four. Um, but they're much better now. Sometimes it used to be weeks at a time because you just go from one loop and eh, screw it. I'm just flying right to the next one. Sure. And like some people would be gone for a month at a time. Now for very good about getting you at least get your day or two at home every single week. If not, if you're lucky three or four days at home. Sure. Um, so it's, it's, I would say in 2019, it's much better than 1989. Like it's yeah, I, I, a I actually, world away. I wrote down a question here. Uh, and a, a, about that specifically about health, mm-hmm. there was this, like, there's these famous cases of these guys that were workhorses, right? Like uh, your Macho Man Randy Savage, mm-hmm. your Diamond Dallas Page, these people who basically, uh, you've seen the movie The Wrestler, right? That just someone who r- ran their body to the to the brink, and it seems mm-hmm. like nowadays, people the the industry has improved in the way of being far more healthy yes. long-term. Yes. I mean, John Cena looks incredible. Yes. He doesn't look like your 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 beat-down uh, – what was that guy's name? I hate to specifically mention this case, but he he had a family issue. Benoit. Uh, Benoit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so those Understood. cases – and didn't he yeah. have like a neck fusion thing? Where, I mean, like, it, yes. Maybe it was Kurt Angle where there was like a – A lot of people have neck fusions. Yeah. It's not – you're not worried about the neck. Uh, your head and you don't want to take yeah. too many shots CTE, to the head. CTE, right? Yep. Yeah, concussed. It's is, a very is, big issue. Is a it, huge issue. Is it still huge in, in wrestling but not as no, much as football? It, football um, seems I, I think football is worse and – Because it's every, every freaking it's time. Ev- yeah, every – and like – look, we're a show – we're trying not to hurt each other. Sure. Football is something they're, they're aiming to knock to these stop, guys out. To stop the enemy. For real. Yeah. Like, yeah. like with everything you've got. We're trying to put on a show and put on this elaborate choreography and like sure. and tell a story and everything. Well, like health-wise, that. like I said, you guys seem to be a healthier industry so much more substantially now than ever before. Look, I've um I can attest from no, I've I'm only I'm only part of like this new era, right? Sure. So that's all I know. Seven, eight years, yeah. Right. But Hearing from people who have been there 20 years, hearing from my my wife whose father was in it back when things were different, um, it is a n- literally night and day. We are checked regularly. We are like um, concussion testing is huge. Sure. Um, they're literally doctors watching by ringside, watching by monitors to even look for signs of did he get hit. Wrong. Too hard. Yeah. Yep. Anything like do you, that. You guys get really punched. Like if I, you guys actually take something to the chin. I mean, accidents happen. Right. Sure. Nobody's trying to knock. Nobody's trying to punch you in the jaw and knock you unconscious. No that, one's trying to make contact. No. Yeah, we're yeah. trying. We're trying to. We're trying to put on a show. We're telling elaborate. But the bumps happen. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah, bump, yeah. the bumps are very real. Falling off the top rope is very real. All that stuff is going on. But we're trying. We're trying to do it as safely as we sure. can to entertain everybody. I remember distinctly um, going back to 2005, 2004. Mm-hmm. Those those prime high school, college years, whatever. For some of us, uh, Jackass. That oh, was God. the thing. You remember Jackass? You remember yes. not only Jackass. You remember Fight Club? Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I distinctly remember. Getting together with friends and fake kicking each other in the nuts, like trying to make it look sure, like yeah. we're kicking. So we would like 
Inner we, thigh. We would kick inner thigh <laughs> and slide up, yeah. right? Right. So as soon as you made contact with inner thigh, they would jump uh-huh. to make it look like, and then right. you would just kind of. I, I remember this this era of learning to make things look real, yeah. and then uh, and then and then I remember right after that, Jackass became a thing where it was cool to get fully hit in the right. nuts. And I remember some guys I went to high school with, which <laughs> I know what he he is now. He's a criminal now. But <laughs> this one guy in high school that we all knew was like this crazy guy. He would take a bunch of Tylenol or Advil or something and and take straight shots of the nuts. And uh, and now he's like, I'm not saying it's directly correlated, but now he's like done nothing with his life. He's a bit of a wanderer, you know. Uh there was like this era of like it was cool to to make contact, to be hurt to be to be hurt right to, to be get yourself hurt yeah wrestling went through that absolutely i mean i think people especially kids were very impressionable to the things that were going on and ecw was a big thing and you know the blading and the you know yeah the, the, the bleeding the, the, the yes, blood yep. yes exactly the blood and i think it's a, it's actually been a very very you know healthy thing for it to move away move away from that hundred percent and and granted I know some of our you know most fondest memories especially as kids is you know some of those things Austin you know with the crimson mask yeah, of course uh, you know while Bret Hart has him in the sharpshooter um, you know things like that you, you know mankind falling off of the cell. But I think that so Brandon's a real fucking nerd right now. <laughs> nerding we out. appreciate the nerds. I'm nerding out. But I think also as someone who has uh, taken a pedigree full on, you know, just in you know in the living room of of our house, you know, in my parents' house, I think it's good that you don't you moved have, away from yeah that, that yeah. you moved away from that because there, well, you there's know what I value think is a big part of that. There's, there's value in kids not mimicking exactly 100%. what they say. Hundred percent. I think. I think what's been a big part of that is the general population's knowledge of guys who've been in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like the movie, The Wrestler right. has been like, Hey, these guys are giving their life to you. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's, it's kind of like the whole trope about uh, a husband gives his life for his family. If there's anyone who gives their life to their fans, it's wrestlers, Absolutely. right? You get, you, you destroy. Yeah every aspect of your body and sometimes mm-hmm. you lose your mind and it's simply for the fans. Uh, we are in an era over the past, I'd say 12 years of the general population, the fans mm-hmm. know what you put yourself through and the company, now that the populace knows the mm-hmm. company is also made of a big strive into like general physical health. Like it, it's, it's a great era for the hobby, but it's also the safest era it's ever been. Like 100%. Oh, Matt, that's what I want to ask you. Like that, that's a great point. So tell us about how much does it help giving the fans a little bit of a peek behind the curtain? Because now there's a network that's dedicated to that. So that's literally what I was, I was going to comment on. And as someone who's taken a pedigree in the middle of the ring in Puerto Rico in front of a sold out crowd, which is a life (laughs) moment of mine. Um, uh, I can tell you, yeah, it is, it is a totally different thing. And I think we've hit a really, really good time in, uh, sports entertainment and wrestling, I think it's an awesome, awesome time because we are at that point. And I think there was a long time way back when people believed what they believed and they believed it was real and that we protected that. Mm-hmm. It was that right. business was very, it was still very 
old carnival base. It mm-hmm. was protect the business. Carnival base. Protect. That's it is very that's, accurate. That's very accurate where it all began. And in like before WWF was ever a thing, right. WWE, WWF, right. WCW, all of these companies were ever even a thing. Right. It was carnival circuit. Sure. Uh, people always forget this is. This is uh, revolved, evolved from shoot wrestling, mm-hmm. real wrestling, and fighting, where these were like prize fighting and prize wrestling. Sure. And guys were had short careers because they were getting hurt. Very short careers. Because yeah. to win, you actually had to like break a guy's leg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to win, you actually had to break the guy's leg or to, yeah. like to knock him unconscious. And they were like, holy crap, I'm not going to make a living at this more than two, three years. We need to turn this into a little bit something different and it over a hundred years it's turned into something completely different and now it's funny so even through the wild times of that beloved attitude era so the funny thing is even though we were doing these crazy kind of over the top characters and everything like that there was still a little bit of feeling of protection we don't tell them what's going on and i understand that because it was it was ours but and then i think People always hit that point. I remember all the kids that when I didn't grow out of it, and they did, kind of out of the wrestling thing. It's fake. It's fake. Why are you watching? I'm like, so is television. So is the Friends. So is I, yeah. this. So is every sitcom you've ever watched. Every all the time. Marvel movie you've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Yeah. We're finally in that era now where people go, oh yeah, I know it is. But it's cool. But like, look at what they're doing, yeah. especially. And I and I credit a lot of world travel and for, like Japanese wrestling and Mexican mm-hmm. wrestling and independent wrestling, mm-hmm. who brought forth oh, this. Who is that guy? I'm sorry, sorry. To that talk. guy, the guy from early 2000s with the mask. Lots of people Ray like Mysterio? that. Ray Mysterio. Oh, and he's and he's, back, said, with, said, he's back with us now. You yeah. said Mexican wrestling. I'm yes. like, Oh, Luchador. Yeah. Oh, Ray Mysterio. Ray, he's awesome. But yeah. style like that. Right. Now that that kind of style and people people like Eddie Guerrero, people like Kurt Angle, who brought that forth that physical but athletic style, kind of transferred to like the whole wrestling world. And now it's like, yeah, we put on a show. Right. We put that off very important. And you were talking about it. we pull the curtain back a little bit. And I think that's a, a lot of people didn't like that, but I think it's a great thing because it shows it's like, yes, we put on a show, but like people are like, I know that now. I don't have to worry about the fake, not sure, right. f- not fake thing. Right. It's not about that anymore. It's right. sports entertainment regardless. Yeah. Right. And that's why I like a lot of people. It's funny. Wrestling fans for a long time did not like the term sports entertainment. Right. Oh, it's, it's wrestling and everything. I love it mm-hmm. because it's accurate. Mm-hmm. It's a super athletic form of entertainment. Sure, that's precisely what we are. It's literally what we do. It com- it combines. But we're not just because we're not just actors. We do that that part of it. We're entertainment. We're right. cutting promos. We're acting. We're perform- playing characters. But then we're just as physical as any um, um, any sport out there. Sure, I mean we're jumping, diving, picking right. p- picking each other up all the while. Trying to take care of each other and tell a story—it's—it's it's a combination of so and many not things. Super hurt yourself permanently, right? Like or not, not ruin your life. Yeah, absolutely, and, and likely working through injuries as well, right? Well, it's like, how does that happen? By the way, everyone everyone gets banged up, and so some, there's sometimes you know you got to suck it up, being sore or whatever. But on the other side, the other side of it, in this, we are healthier, like you pointed out to earlier. And they're very good about if you're hurt, you're not going to work. So how does that work with storylines though? Like if you've got a, so, you know, I'm just kind of making some guesses here, but if, if whoever is writing storylines, um, has like a goal for your character and then you get super hurt, like 
you adapt. Yeah, you just you just you literally you yeah. have to change on the fly. Sometimes if like if it depends. I mean, it, it's that's what's what I love about our business is we we adapt to the situation because we literally change week to week. Yeah, what's crazy is you guys have adapted to literally everything. You you, you have such a volatile uh, industry that anything that could possibly happen has already happened. Has already happened. We've been through it. Hundred <laughs> percent through it. So it depends if if the injury is you know bad enough that you need to be taken away and go right into surgery and something needs to happen. They're very good about doing that. And then, and then sometimes it's literally, and we're in it, we're in an era where it's not all theatrics and drama. So you can literally put, Hey, so-and-so sure. you know, suffered an unfortunate injury. Right. And you just literally tell the audience that, you know, they're not able to compete in this championship match. We're going to determine who will. I think they're a bit more loving now too, right? As an audience, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's always been fanatic fans, yes. right? There's always been a craze. Uh, a fanaticism for some characters. By the way, what do you think of that scotch? Very good. I, if you're a bourbon lover, that sherry scotch mm-hmm. thing is just such a perfect category to slip into. And as, a, as someone who – some of the newer scotches, I don't know why, I feel like – That's a, that's a 12, which yep. we're not drinking that right now. No. You can taste that next. But um, so a lot of scotches, like I said, that were a little bit, little bit lower proof – and all of a sudden, we're almost like too smooth. Sure. And now, as bourbon too guy, boring would be yeah, a, more a little bit. Term. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as a bourbon guy, I kind of got into the rye spice and everything. And so now, a lot of these scotches now have this interesting kind of tingle and spice and like that's what I was saying more, earlier. Yeah, is that you've got a category that's become stagnant for years is now having to to get its shit together because mm-hmm. bourbon has uh change the game change the game mm-hmm. so the american spirit has basically said look no more cut to 80 proof no more boring this or that bring the heat yeah. bring, bring something great bring yep. you bring something to the table or or, or go away 100% and uh scotch is, is now i think going through a bit of a resurgence because of what bourbon has done same thing as rum same thing as mm-hmm. armagnac armagnac is the second slowest move i've said this 15 freaking <laughs> times in this show Armagnac is the second slowest moving category next to Grappa. Really? I didn't know that. It's a completely dead category. Look, if you had a choice between Armagnac and Cognac, everyone's heard of Hennessy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone's heard of Hennessy. So Armagnac is is now going through its own bit of a resurgence. I picked up a bottle of 15-year Armagnac when I was in Paris, and then I'm I'm waiting to crack, and I I really, really want to try it. There is some phenomenal Armagnac out there. Yeah. Uh, If you can – key indicators. If you see a higher proof – an H statement on it, and it's all no added color, no nothing. That deserves some attention right off the bat. And if you get it for a great price, and you can, Armagnac, generally speaking, I picked up a 28-year-old Armagnac from a guy locally named Wade for 75 bucks. Whoa. 75 bucks. Wow. Imagine finding a 30-year-old bourbon, pretty much. For 75, for 75 bucks. bucks. Nobody. And I don't. It's the same factor, same cost factors. So yeah. Barrel, angel share. Yep. Aging. Distillation. So, so why why am I stuff. paying 120 for a nine year old bourbon? As someone who came from a wine wholesaling background, uh, as I did, uh, I can tell you that it's it's it sounds very much very similar to the cyclical cycles of wine varietals, where you have you know very very popular types of. I love it, you more each and every time we hang out. Thank you so much. I that. appreciate that. That's right. Now, just listen to you talk thank right you, now. I'm thank amazed. You, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, yeah, I, I can just tell you that uh, from from my standpoint, I've seen that 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 cycle happen sure. where 
you know, wine varietals, there's a craze for a certain type of sure. varietal where, and, and it sounds the same way within, within the whiskey community where, you know, supply and demand or whether it's just popularity drives it's the market. It's the or whatever. Thing. It's a right. hip. Yeah. It's whatever and, it is. And it'll drive a market, but it'll also drive people away from certain types. Sure. And, and towards, and that sounds like what you're talking about mm -hmm. where 100%. people are discovering things through necessity because a, a people a are tired of playing a crazy amount for, for something that they paid 18 bucks for Precise. three years ago. Precisely. 100%. Agree completely. Listen, I got to be honest with you. All things considered, this has been a phenomenal episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of people, both non-sports entertainment fans and sports entertainment fans, are going to enjoy I just so. an honest conversation between friends. I hope I, so, I, and I'm going to call you a friend so I can, absolutely I can tell people I will, I I will be Matt I will Ray be around. Um, we can go ahead and wrap this up now. I don't care if we have another drink after this, but we still got to try. We still got to try 1773. <laughs> Are we going to do this? Or yes, <laughs> you have to. All right, all right. Real quick, the we, Infinity Styrofoam Cup. Okay, <laughs> what's in it though? Let's recap. So, um, a little bit of Armagnac. A little bit of Armagnac, uh, uh, whatever the first pour new was. Riff, a new little Travis Whitmire's. A little bit of the Whitmire's, a little, little bit sweet, of new Riff. A little sweet. So there's bourbon, Texas bourbon, young bourbon, uh, Armagnac. Armagnac. And um, I don't, is there rye in there? Did I don't think I rye? put any rye in there. No, no rye. Okay. All right. All right. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. Whatever's yeah. left We're in the gonna cup, I'm going to put in this bottle and I want you to sign it. I'm putting it on secondary market. Ooh. Are you on the secondary market at all? Have you bought uh, I So I, I, I'm I part of a local Chicago group. Um, Is that I've, the – what's the name of it? CBE, Chicago Bourbon – Chicagoland Bourbon Exchange. Um, I'm technically like a part of uh, BSM, Ugh, but yeah. I don't buy anything off them. Yeah. I don't even buy anything off the Chicago. I traded one thing. I traded – I did one trade because I, I think – I'm like, to be fair, I, like, I'm not trying to – be horny to whatever. Like, I have a, a pretty good relationship with a, a liquor store at home, and like, I can pretty much get at least at least one bottle of anything I want sure. when it comes in. Sure. He always he always emails me or Shows calls you some me. Love, yeah, yeah. It's it's always just like, hey, we got these in. Do you want one? Yeah. So it's just about that. I can't now. If I want to stock up, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to go find buy some bottle off some dude. But um, yeah, I can pretty much get most yeah, yeah. things at retail. Absolutely. Well, um, we got. The cameras. Sure, still, I know we got the still cameras. technically rolling, but it, it, we'll do pictures. Anyway. I'll give. I'll bring Josh, okay. and we'll do All right. some real pictures. Sure. Make sure you get some good pictures. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. So so far, the nose on this is pretty good. The nose ain't bad. <laughs> I, 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 I smelled it out of the cup. The nose ain't like, bad. As soon as I smelled it, I was like, the nose this ain't smells pretty bad. Good. I was prepared to be. What are we gonna call this? This isn't bad. We should give it a name. We should give it a name. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do the typical SmackDown bullshit. No, 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 no. Give it something else. Well. So Matt, you're you're in the industry. Illinois you, you, Owl, you gotta, batch one. In in, in Illinois <laughs> no, Owl, is that what no, 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 that's a lame one. All right, ready? All right, all right, all right. Let's taste it. Oh, it's awful. Oh, that's yeah, bad. Awful. That's bad. All right, it's, it's thin. A little, it's, little more it's water. It's super thin. Yeah. Is there water in there? Yeah. Well, I mean, Maybe that's what it was. Wa there might be some water. There's, I mean, there's spit. There's, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely spit in there now. <laughs> Uh, it's awful. There's so it's no too thin. Spice. Yeah, yeah there's the no nose spice. on it's great. It tastes yeah. like water and spit. And yep, uh, there's about oh yep. They, I actually smell specifically ten years of 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 uh, WWE sweat in there. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Yeah, I think I that was bad. I'm gonna take one more pour of this just to kind of rinse my mouth out. <laughs> so tw your again, twelve year old 
And this is not a sales pitch. 12-year-old McAllen for freaking 60 bucks. I'm happy with that. Yes. 12-year-old bourbon. I mean, Elijah Craig is still putting out some crazy. And Knob Creek, too. Mm-hmm. Both non-sponsors of the show. They, uh, You can still regularly get these barrel picks for 30 40 Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just ridiculous prices. Even, even the um, the Elijah Craig, the barrel, the 12-year stated barrel-proof editions – if you get them at the right store and at retail, they're 50, 55 bucks. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like, I just got my, the guy, uh, the store that sold me my, the most recent, the A119. You want to send the name of your store? What's it? I do not. <laughs> um, you want to out your source? Hell no. <laughs> uh, but the most recent edition of Logic before it even hit their shelf, their company or whatever, the bosses decided to put it on sale. And <laughs> all the managers were like, you know, you probably wouldn't have to put it on sale. Like, you know, we're going to sell out of all of this. Like, sure. It's because it, even full price, it was 55, sure. but they put it on sale for like 49. Why would you do that? And they're like, you know, we're going to sell, sell it this. anyways. Yeah. Like we're going to sell all the bottles because uh, they don't put it on the shelf. They only pretty much save it for their regular customers. Do, do you mind if I ask, you don't have to get too specific, what state you live in? Illinois. Illinois? Yep. I'm in Chicago, uh, Chicago suburbs. Okay. So, so this nice little northern strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a, a local rep for William Grant named David Allardyce who lived up there. Scotch, mm-hmm. Glenfiddich, uh, Balvini. Mm-hmm. Uh, his region is this northern, this this middle, you know, Houston, Chicago, this like little middle strip mm-hmm. of, of America. Mm-hmm. You got to go up there and do some of their scotch events. They do mm-hmm. a lot of like really incredible rooftop Chicago type events up there that would definitely open your world up to scotch i love it i'm open um i'm gonna uh give me your p.o box or something i'm gonna send yeah. you a few things for you to review on your channel Ooh, love it <laughs> stuff yes, please. You, stuff you've never tasted yes, and then we'll call it we'll call it uh matt's disgusting reaction hour or something <laughs> just five minutes of like really off the wall things to, to i love it absolutely so um, just to just to let the people know at home it's wrestling with whiskey on instagram yep and uh you can go to YouTube. His YouTube channel is Wrestling, Wrestling with, Whiskey. with Whiskey as well. Uh, his, of course, his 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 primary work uh, Instagram is, is uh, Drama King WWE. Yep. And or on Twitter is on Twitter. WWE Drama King. Do you do a Wrestling with Whiskey Twitter? There is one. I don't really touch it. It's um. You could post to Instagram and it posts to both. It, well, actually, I post to Facebook. I have a, I have a Wrestling with Whiskey Facebook group or uh, page, page two. Um, will it post to Instagram for you? Yes. No, no. It'll post – Instagram will post to Facebook. It'll yes, copy correct. my That's post. That's what I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But same, like Twitter's dying, man. Yes. Like even, even on my Drama King one – You're not lying. It's stagnant. Twitter it's, is For dying. literally yeah. for two years, it's been stagnant. Twitter is I, yeah. politics. That's yeah. it. That's yep. it. And if you're not politics, you're irrelevant. Well, and, yep. And news. But, it's, it's Yeah. Like, uh, well, news is – well, yeah, these days it is. Tell me what news is not politics no, right no. now. Yeah, no kidding. No, these days it is. Um, well, let me ask you this. As somebody who has to touch social media as much as you do, mm-hmm. does it make you cynical? Oh, yeah. He's do real be, negative. Be, because now, here, I've been because, cynical my whole life, because, though, to be fair. Well, it's true, true. And, and, and just he, me too. I'm a particularly yeah. cynical person. Yes. But, uh, you really? Yeah. You don't strike me as such. I got, like, uh, same thing with you. I enjoy your company so much. 
but you keep telling me how cynical you are that so, it makes me paranoid about when we hang out. I'm like, I wonder if he enjoyed that as much as I did. Yeah. So I'm super, the funny thing is like, I'm super non-cynical about like life, life, sure. family. I'm super like positive. Mm-hmm. It's just warm, gushy feelings. Sure. about just That's about, how I am. About life in general, like, but cynical about like society yeah, and like politi- politics sure. and all yeah, these things. Know. Super cynical. Like, like I, 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 I'm often faced with the reality that I like people more than they like me. Like, like, sure. I, like every interaction I have, I especially drinking with friends, yeah. I soak it up like a goddamn fucking sponge. Yeah. And uh, we hung out here, like mm-hmm. off camera, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Dude, Brandon's awesome." But you kept saying over and over again how cynical you were, and it and it stuck in my head. And like, I, I think about that. I'm like. I wonder if he enjoyed this interaction as much. And like right now, like yeah. this was great. Yeah. I, I watched the yeah. interview with you on Bourbon Pursuit and I love Kenny and I love Fred. Uh, maybe because I'm a part of this and it's my show, it may be a bias, but I enjoyed this kind of so much more than watching. It's different. It's right. different, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're drinking, we're interacting and um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more positive when it comes to personal interactions than I am with society. As right. No, I'm the same, right. same thing. But like I'm, and especially like funny coming from wrestling. <laughs> sure. Like so, like the jo- especially with the bad guy. The joke and the well, the joke of the wrestling is like you know, um, so re- long time wrestling's a, they call it a work, right? right? It's 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 a show. But so we're we're all workers. We're all like for a long time. Again, now it's different. But for a long time, that was the whole thing. We're we're working the audience, right? We're making them believe that we're actually fighting, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like so, as a work wrestlers are all workers and so now but even even when i came in there's a little bit of that mentality and so like i'm always on edge about the world the world's trying to work me sure i'm not gonna let them sure <laughs> so like to the point where you know i've, I've said this and my wife hates it that you don't walk into a store and you walk up to the register and the person's like oh you know if, if you give us your email like literally like um nope it doesn't cost you anything right. it, sure. it doesn't cost you anything and you'll save Ninety percent on your purchase today. Like we just want to send you some emails about our sales and stuff like that. I go, absolutely not. No, right. absolutely like not. you can keep it. Like, right. Literally, no, we don't want any money from you. I'll pay like, full price for you to like, never talk to, to me shut, again. Yeah, <laughs> just stop talking. And my wife's like, you idiot. Like we could have saved like a hundred dollars, but no, you had to be pride. But like my wife's the opposite. You're not going to pull one over on me. My wife's the opposite. I, I. I I think the best of everybody. And she's like, no, that person's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like, trying no, to scam I, you. They're yeah, trying like, to work I, you. I, I, no, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. She's like, no, he's garbage. Don't talk to him. I'm like, all right, all right. That's and then me. Later, I'm your wife. And then later, my wife's like, told you. <laughs> told, you told you that guy was garbage. Um, we we got to go. Yeah, yeah. I have to pee like crazy. So, uh, <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for coming no, on the show. Dude, thank when, you, you, when you're in town, hit me up. Thank you. Brandon, dude, yeah. thank you so much for coming this on. This is a lot of fun. We're going to do this again. Yes. So, Cheers. Here, here. Cheers. Cheers.